0: Welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. I'm Stella. We are recording live on Instagram at luna underscore X2 underscore LLC. I was letting people know that I had a really great weekend. I went to Santa Fe to do the photo shoot for the book cover and, uh, you know, kind of reconnected with um, with my culture. I saw some great art. Um, a friend of mine has a show at the iconic coffee roasters on Guadalupe. If you have an opportunity, check that out. Um, just doing a lot of things, and um, things are moving, and then sometimes they slow way down, and it feels overwhelming, and it feels like I'm not gonna get to that goal. And then, fortunately, I have preloaded all of my accountability buddies with all of the facts so that they can support me and hold space while I continue to move forward. Um, but I was thinking about the topic today, and like the universe does, sent me some really um, interesting visuals to remind me about how, uh, how codependency can lead to some of these toxic behaviors. And so I wanted to talk about today, um, the idea of entitlement and, uh, worth and deserving. And so sometimes, um, the entitlement piece can feel or build up resentment because we do all these extra things for love. The reality is we are worthy And deserving of love simply by being, but we don't know that, or, you know, based on our family of origin or how we were raised, it's not part of who we are and how we function. And so we're doing all this extra activity, these extra behaviors where, you know, sacrificing ourselves um, and we're building resentment while we do that, because what we are feeling is... I'm doing all these extra things for you and I have this expectation that you will love me better or see me or validate me um, or just accept who I am. And when that doesn't happen, our resentment builds. And what also happens, unfortunately, is this idea that we are entitled to certain things because we have done these extra things. And so I talked, um, I had made a post on TikTok about the idea of this quid pro quo or this transactional feeling, if we do all these extra things, then consequently I deserve, and the deserving is different, but I am entitled to certain reciprocity, uh, which isn't true, but that's how it feels. And really recognizing that our Feeling of entitlement can be really negative and harmful to ourselves because it creates this unrealistic expectation of a quid pro quo, which is not how any of this works. But in our minds, that's how we feel like it should be. So I had, there was a video that came across my FYP on TikTok, and it was this this young man who uh, was really upset about why adults or parents had stopped cooking and he had come home from college and he like throw this throws this major fit, right? Um, and I start to think about um, when we are doing these extra things for love and validation, when we do these extra things, especially for our kids who will eventually grow up and do things, they begin to have this sense of entitlement to resources, right? So our house, our electricity, our refrigerator, our laundry facilities, all those things, And so when we do this, you know, extra stuff without having and creating conversation and creating healthy expectations, what happens is that we then become resentful and angry because we feel entitled to certain behavior. There was a couple different things that happened in the last couple weeks that really kind of led me to this idea of entitlement and that quid pro quo of if you do a thing, then I deserve a thing. Um, And I keep using the word deserve, but I am entitled to, right? Oftentimes when we are not raised with healthy, unconditional love, we feel as though love is transactional and I have to do a thing in order to get a thing. Um, It's not helpful when we start to recognize that when we go out into the world after we've been raised and we feel as though our love is transactional, I have to do extra things or all these things in order to receive love. Then, like I said, we start to build resentment. We start to build frustration and anger because I have made it super difficult to just receive love, right? So let me, let me back up the train a little bit. When I recognize that my codependency is I need to do these things in order for you to see accept, validate, and love me, what I am doing is I'm creating a standard of behavior. I am letting you know that I will, you know, cut off parts of myself. I won't, uh, you know, have my own needs. I will shut down all of my own stuff so that you see me, love me, and validate me. And I am then going to hopefully, with fingers crossed, you know, create this transactional reaction or relationship so that you can give those things back to me. Um, you know, this idea of I love you to model for you how to love me. But if I don't love me, if I'm not showing up, my standards, my worth, my deserving is so low that I will accept whatever, breadcrumbs, tiny, tiny reactions, tiny responses. And I feel like that's enough, right? I talk often about, you know, getting our needs met and doing um doing all these things for other people so that they will meet my needs, but I don't ask for my needs. And it's not that I'm dependent on other people for my needs. I'm dependent on my worth and value is dependent on other people's reactions, other people's buy-in, that transactional reaction or relationship that is not a healthy way of receiving anything, um, unless we're like paying for a service. I talked a lot about customer service. I have, you know, it's everybody who's listening. Uh, the customer service in, in Europe is very, very different. Um, it's not based on a tip system. They generally don't uh, tip over there. And so their customer service is like bare minimum. They will acknowledge you. They'll take your order. They'll roll their eyes. And then they, you know, go away. Whereas in this country, we recognize that servers, and generally service industry humans, are not paid at the same rate. And so tipping is very much part of our custom. And, you know, a server will... above and beyond because they want that extra tip, which totally makes sense. And and that's part of our system. That's how we do it. Um, When we don't receive good customer service, we get a little frustrated. Um, But that's true in relationship too, when in our minds, we don't feel worthy and deserving of love just by who we are. And so we're doing extra things to hopefully get that transaction of reciprocity. And especially when it comes to kids, right? I talk about parenting a lot. But when we are doing all these extra things for our kids, we tend to build resentment of, I did all these things for you. And so consequently, you owe me, I am entitled to certain behavior, which is gross when you think about it. But I, I remember having a client one time who had a mom, has a mom. I uh, haven't talked to them in a while. And the mom felt as though she was entitled to. Uh, the grandkids, because I raised you and I did all these things. And so consequently, I am entitled to access to your kids. I'm entitled to access to your home whenever I want it. I'm entitled to, uh, you need to come and get me and pick me up and pay for my things and all this stuff because I did all these things for you. It's gross when you say it out loud, but really start to think about when we are codependent or dependent on other people to validate us, we start to build these unrealistic expectations of what we want from the other person and we may not have communicated it. And we start to build this resentment and frustration because I am entitled to certain things, which is very different than I am worthy of love and validation and acceptance just because of who I am. When we don't feel that internally, when we don't feel worthy, valuable, you know, lovable, all those things, we are going to continue to seek it externally. And we are going to continue to do all of these extra things to be able to get the bare minimum. And so for a lot of us, and myself, I can only speak for me, um, for a long time, my limits were really low. The bar was very low in terms of being able to receive love and validation I would immediately go into, what can I do for you? How can I help you? What what am I going to do to be able to receive the bare minimum? And really recognizing that when our bar is so low, we then start to build this resentment. We start to build these unrealistic expectations of how we receive love and how we receive validation. And we're always seeking that external like, click or like, or, you know, see me And, and we're not giving it to ourselves because we don't feel worthy of the bare minimum. So when people show up and they're wanting to just, you know, like us, I have heard from myself and from clients, like, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you choosing me? Which is really not helpful, and it's a little bit gross (laughs) when you start to think about it. So it's this weird dichotomy or this cognitive disconnect between what I'm entitled to and worth and deserving. Because even when we get it, we don't receive it. And we reject it offhand because it feels not it doesn't feel right. It doesn't land very well. And so a lot of times when we are codependent or dependent on other people for that validation, we do this like disconnect between you know how I feel and what my thoughts are. I was talking to somebody the other day about how I, and I, I've shared with you guys before, I struggle with asking for my needs. And so when people show up, with kindness, with love, and they're just like, hey, how can I support you? I will almost immediately reject it. I just, I get really, um, I get frustrated by having needs. That said, if any of those other humans needed anything, I would show up in a heartbeat. Like I will immediately like, what can I do to help you? Which now I start to recognize what is my capacity for supporting other humans? Uh, what is my capacity for being able to support people? But I do recognize that when it comes to receiving support, I still struggle with it. And so in certain relationships uh, where I've invested a lot of time and energy and resources and all the things, I have to check my own privilege for my entitlement to certain things. Um, it's, it's, it's a very kind of insidious and Uh, complicated concept to recognize that we are worthy of love simply by being. And when we can give that love to ourselves, we come in with abundance. However, when we are at a deficit and lacking, we struggle to receive the bare minimum from people. But we build this idea in our head of anger, frustration, and resentment because our needs aren't being met. And It's difficult to even ask for them from other people. And at the same time, we feel entitled to certain things. What happens with entitlement is it creates this deficit or lack mentality. And when we are living at a lack or in a deficit of certain things, we feel as though we need to get them from these external sources. And in doing so, we're going to do extra things to be able to get them. So back to this video on TikTok. So this kid who's I'm assuming like 19, 20, is exaggeratedly like frustrated with the fact that his parents no longer cook and he's starving because he went home from college and they didn't make food. And as an empty master, what I know to be true, and I said out loud with words. I'm not cooking anymore. Like, I'm just not like I will make food for myself at the time I was married. And I I said to my partner, I was like, I work really late and I'm not cooking anymore. And that was an adjustment for sure. um, But we figured it out. And there was a conversation. Um, But a lot of times with empty nesters, they've done all of these things to raise somebody to 18, sent them off into the world. And what I know to be true is oftentimes You know, 19, 20 year olds will come home and have an expectation and feel entitled to access to your refrigerator, access to your Internet, um, access to your laundry facilities, all the things without really recognizing that, like, you're not entitled to anything after you leave here. Like, you know, I do it from kindness, but I'm not doing it because you're entitled to it. When we do these extra things, and especially with our kids, without actually giving them the resources to be able to function on their own, or even the knowledge that, you know, my resources actually cost money. I remember um, sitting down with my daughter when she was uh, about 17. She's an October baby. So she turned 18 during her senior year. And she's like, I'm going to move out when I'm 18. And I was like, I love that for your experience. However, um, everything costs money. And she was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Everything costs money. Uh, Fortunately, I taught her how to budget and, you know, pay for things ahead of time. So I sat down and I wrote down like Internet, rent, utilities, water. Um, You know, at the time we were using cable, Uh, all of these things cost money. And she reevaluated that real quick and was like, well, maybe I'll stay until I graduate. Um, But really thinking about how we create this sense of entitlement from our kids if we are not being candid and real about what what the resources are, right? Especially when it comes to our time and our capacity for being around other people. I'm an introvert. I wasn't always. I was probably an extrovert for a long time and then I, I moved towards introversion where I get my energy from being by myself. I have a lot of clients who are introverted and um, I have to kind of inform them that even little people are people and when your capacity is done from peopling you may have to take a step back and you know I don't necessarily always like to be hugged um, and littles they need to touch you they want they want that you know affection and so I've said to parents you know sometimes when you're overpeopled and you're overstimulated it's a good idea to set an expectation with a child that like maybe you just hold my finger rather than crawling on my lap and like being in my face. Um, and I'm talking like between three and seven, um, with little littles, like that's, it's difficult to set that boundary, but even recognizing what your capacity is. Right. And so recognizing like, I cannot be touched by another human right now for a while. Um, you know, certainly with adults, we can say, you know, to our partner, I'm going to need some time, maybe half an hour to, you know, sit in a room by myself to decompress and then I can come and engage with you. Recognizing that my mental capacity is not quite there to be able to engage with you at this time. Oftentimes with our partners and with people close to us, they do feel a sense of entitlement to access to our resources, our time, our bodies, our our emotions, all of those things. I talked about conflict a couple couple weeks ago and really recognizing that sometimes we feel entitled to have the fight. We feel entitled to fix the problem. Yes, you are worthy and deserving of having the conversation. However, if someone is still needing time to process, you are not entitled to that in the moment. And when we are angry or activated or frustrated or whatever, um, we need to recognize that like the other person may need some time to process. Um, I have talked often with clients, especially who are anxious and get activated after a long day or an overwhelming day to talk to their partner and say, you know, I've had a rough day and I'm going to need about 30 minutes before I can engage with you. They are not entitled and you are not entitled to have, you know, conversation immediately when somebody gets home what is helpful is to recognize your capacity to communicate your expectation and need. And then hopefully with your partner, they will be able to meet you where you're at rather than feel entitled to the resource of your time or your mental capacity or your energy or whatever. Um, I also had an interesting interaction with a human uh, who called me randomly or sent me a text out of the blue. It's been like five or six years. Um, And, you know, they were like, hey, what's up? How's it going? Whatever. And I was like, I don't have the capacity to entertain you right now. He got really upset. Um, He felt entitled to be able to send me a message and for me to engage with him um, because I knew him one time. Um, And there was a time when, you know, because I, you know, certainly five years ago, me um, felt like I needed to engage because I didn't feel worthy or deserving of having someone reach out to me. Uh, And so he got really upset, which is totally fine. People get upset. Uh, But really thinking about when we are nice people, oftentimes people feel entitled to our resources, to our time, to our energy, to our capacity of doing things. And when we are people pleasers. Oftentimes, what we are creating is a sense of entitlement from those external sources so that they recognize, well, you always say yes, you always come to the thing, you always do whatever behavior because we have taught people that we are, we don't have any boundaries, we don't say no, and consequently, they feel entitled to our resources. It feels gross when you think about it from that entitlement place, recognizing that we teach people how to treat us and when we do extra things we're building resentment, we're creating tally marks, we're creating an expectation that then we are entitled to certain things from these other people when really all we ever wanted was their, you know, their validation, their acceptance, um, their love. And we are, we are worthy and deserving of love simply by being. And when we are loving ourselves, we can engage in that way of recognizing I am worthy of love and I don't have to do extra things for it. So if you're not going to show up in that way, that is just accepting and meeting me where I'm at, then I don't have to continue staying in this interaction or this, you know, dynamic because we're not both showing up full. If one of us is empty and, and let me, let me be clear. Oftentimes in relationships, and certainly long-term relationships, nobody's going to show up at 100% all the time. We don't expect that. Uh, A while back, my accountability buddy and I were talking about how it would be nice if, as a grown-up, an independent human, I showed up and someone else showed up, and we were both at 90% generally. And If one of us was at a deficit, we could rely on the other person to come in a little bit closer and, you know, help to get us back to 90%. But if I'm coming in at 40% or zero and waiting for someone else to validate love, accept me, that's not helpful to the other person in the relationship dynamic because they're going to have to come and meet me and then fill me up because I'm empty. And think about all the ways that we are empty or lacking and we seek it out externally, right? Um, you know, we, we fill it with, with activities. We fill it with stuff. We fill it with, you know, food for some of us. Like, you know, really thinking about if I'm not loving myself and I don't feel whole, I will always be at a deficit and need that validation from other people, If I'm not getting my needs met, I feel as though I have to do all of this extra stuff. I am tired. My resources are depleted. My energy is depleted. I feel overwhelmed and frustrated. And the relationships that I'm in continue to need more from me. And I'm already at a deficit. So consequently, I'm building resentment and I'm starting to feel entitled to certain things from these other people, so that when they start to learn boundaries, I'm going to get upset. I'm going to feel frustrated when somebody tells me no, and here's what it is. I say yes to you all the time, and now you're telling me no? That feels gross. Really, when you start to think about it, because that's where the anger is. That's where the entitlement is. It is coming from that place of, I do all these extra things for you, and now you're telling me no? It is in the list of things when I evaluate codependency for clients um, in the workshop and then just one-on-one. One One of it is, do you have a hard time with somebody else's no? And most of us are like, no, it's fully fine, it's great. I'm drinking tea. Um, But really recognizing when someone else tells us no, how does that feel? And what is our reaction or interaction with those people, where is our sense of entitlement? Where is our sense of, I, I have done all these things for you and you're not giving me what I need. I feel as though I am entitled to certain things because I've done all these extra things for you. It feels gross when you think about it from that perspective. And really start to recognize what do you feel entitled to? because you've done all these extra things, because your no is non-existent, because you continue to say yes to all these people and they are not giving it back to you in that same way. That level of reciprocity isn't there. And so when it isn't, I feel angry. I feel resentful. I feel frustrated. I feel tired because I continue to say yes and pour into all of these other people and I'm not getting anything back. When I start to work on my boundaries, when I start to recognize I actually have the right to say no without an explanation. I don't have to explain to anybody, especially a rando who texts me and is like, why you're not engaging with me. I don't owe you anything. I don't owe anybody anything. Honestly, really thinking about how interesting it is that someone feels entitled to my resources. Oftentimes, again, as nice people and people pleasers, we are often going above and beyond and we don't want, I don't want them to be upset. I don't want them to feel angry. I don't want them to feel whatever. And we've talked about the fact that that is control and manipulation of other people's feelings. I don't want them to feel and to, you know, put negative feeling here. And so consequently, I'm going to do all these extra things. When we teach people how to treat us, what we are creating is a level of entitlement on that other side But when we are doing all the extra things and then, you know, hoping, fingers crossed, with that reciprocity that we'll get it back, we're going to start to build resentment. We're going to feel entitled to, you know, whatever it is, the thing, and we're not communicating that expectation. We're not saying, (laughs) and we never do, right? We're like, I'll do anything for you. I will give you the shirt off my back. I will take you to all the places. I will do all the things. Um, If you're getting reciprocity, if you're getting those kind that same kind of energy back then it works right the 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 well is never empty because you know we're filling it constantly both internally validating ourselves and then with the people that are in that we're in relationship with in a healthy way those boundaries are being met the respect i feel like you see me and hear me and recognize i can say to you with comfort i don't have the capacity for that and you accept that no And you can say to me, I don't have the capacity for that. Or I don't have, I cannot, you know, I cannot give you a ride. I cannot give you space. I cannot let you stay with me, even though that's uncomfortable. And I can, I can respect that. I do struggle. I will tell you as a human being working on codependency constantly, I do recognize when somebody tells me, no, I have feelings about it. I'm working on it. Not with everybody. Like there are people who can, very comfortably tell me no. And I'm like, I get it. Absolutely. That's also somebody that I can comfortably say no to. Right. But when we create that unrealistic expectation, because we've always done the extra things, because we've always said, yes, we've always shown up. We've always, you know, done all these things because we're hoping that they love us, see us and validate us. Then, you know, we do create this, this level of entitlement And really recognizing that that is different than feeling worthy and deserving simply because you are. And recognize that oftentimes when we are doing these extra things in relationships that aren't giving us that reciprocal validation and love and, you know, really being able to be seen, we may be giving it to the wrong people. We may be pouring into relationships that are not serving us any longer. I said, I think last time or the time before, if we continue to ask for our needs or seek out that whatever it is from these people who cannot give it to us, we're shopping at the wrong store. I cannot go to Home Depot and get, you can go to Home Depot and get a lot of things, um, sewing needles, right? I'm going to have to go to Joanne's or, you know, somewhere else to be able to get those and recognize that I don't have to pay extra. Because, for example, Walgreens is great. I love Walgreens. I'm not a retail shopper a lot of the time, but Walgreens has a lot of things. You are paying for the convenience because oftentimes Walgreens will be more expensive than if you went to somewhere else that that specializes in that item. That said, a lot of times we become the, you know, Costco or (laughs) Walmart or whatever of other people's needs, and that becomes very expensive to us. We start to have to then accommodate all of these extra needs because they feel entitled to come to us with those needs. When we go to the right person and we ask, do you have the capacity? Then they get to choose. They get to recognize and pay attention to what their capacity is. And then we don't feel entitled. We don't feel as though I have poured all of this into you and I expect it back. If I'm going to the wrong store and expecting it back and I'm doing all these extra things and sacrificing myself, I'm only hurting me. They're fine. They will recognize, I can get anything I want from them because they don't have any boundaries. They don't say no. They never tell me no. When we create that level of entitlement, we recognize that that relationship, we're not on equal footing. We are not meeting the other person where they're at and we are showing up doing all this extra stuff. We are building resentment, we are building frustration, and we're creating more conflict where it doesn't need to be there. So it's our responsibility to pay attention to what our capacity is, what our resources are, and really recognizing if I'm starting to feel entitled, if I'm starting to feel frustrated, if I'm starting to feel angry, I'm going to need to pull back and recognize, check my privilege, am I entitled to anything in this relationship dynamic? Once you start to do that and have that awareness and really recognize the other person is just setting a boundary and that's okay, it's actually a really great opportunity for me to recognize, to manage my boundaries, to recognize where is my no. If I've not given no to this relationship, if I've not said that out loud and felt comfortable doing it, that's a deeper conversation. That's an awareness of like, oh, I get it, right? And really thinking about like, I've done all of these things for years. Well, yeah, you did. I can't change anything that happened before. Now I can change. Now I can recognize that if someone presents me with a boundary and I see it for what it is, not a rejection of who I am, but a boundary, I can then have a lot of grace and patience for someone who has boundaries, who can communicate that to me, even when it's hard. And I am not entitled to anything. So that is your nugget for today. 30 minutes went by very quickly. Wasn't quite sure where it was going to go, but here we are. So I'm going to end the podcast on the video. Um, workshop is this weekend, 10 a.m. on Saturday in Albuquerque. If you would like to attend, shoot me a DM here. You can reach me at lx at gmail.com. and um, we're that much closer to the book getting done. I'm really grateful to everyone who listens and everyone who watches. It is really awesome to have this engagement. If you want to hear anything specific on the podcast, you do need to reach out to me. You can DM me here. I will talk to you soon. I'm going to end the video and then I'm going to end the podcast. Take care. All right. Ended the video and we had lots of participants, which is really exciting. Um, Thank you so much to the following states. (laughs) California, you were always there and I never mentioned you. And I'm so sorry. California is doing awesome. Connecticut is fantastic. South Carolina, amazing. Idaho, Utah, you're bringing it, and New Mexico. Thank you so much for supporting me and listening to LX2. I really do appreciate it. I'm so grateful to all of my listeners, and I will talk to you in a week. Take care.